What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 71 of More Wrestling's podcast. Before I get into today's episode, um, I kind of want to give a plug to the tournament that's coming up less than a month from now. It is the Grainhouse Fall Kickoff, presented by yours truly, More Wrestling. Uh, it's up in Watertown, New York at the Grainhouse Sports Complex. Put the flyer on um, our social media pages, Facebook and Twitter. I'll be sure to share it again. It's a New York USA wrestling event. Um, for ages 10U and 12U, uh, it's limited to only 75 spots. So if you you know you have a kid that's interested in wrestling, um, again it's a premier event. You know, kind of it's also a, a rankings New York Top 100 event as well. So it's good to get in there. Um, we're trying to kind of grow the sport. Um, you know, for, through New York USA wrestling, right? To you know, if you you wrestle in this tournament, it automatically qualifies you for the. New York USA wrestling uh, state championships, the folk style state championships. Um, so obviously you can get that triple crown, right? The folk style state champ, freestyle and Greco. Uh, it's going to be a special award this year presented by New York USA wrestling. So again, giving that a plug. Also, I just uh, recorded episode 70 with Sam Recco, the head coach of SUNY Brockport um, this morning. So give that a, give that a listen. And again, if you've liked these episodes, go to Apple podcast, Give it a rate and review, um, and be sure to share this podcast. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. I'm joined today by Carlene Slaberski, the new head coach of the women's wrestling program at DUville University. Carlene, how are things going today? Uh, everything's going well. A little chaotic, but good. <laughs> yeah, chaotic for sure. Um, we're still a year away from the 2023-2024 season when the Saints first take the mat. You know, what's your focus on for the next several months um, during this upcoming season? Um, you know, right now we're just kind of, I'm getting settled, getting into the swing of things, starting on recruiting, um, just all like kind of housekeeping things. Um, just getting ready for next year, getting mats um, and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, what's that looking like uh, for, you know, facilities? Um, of course, they don't have a men's program. The other women's teams that have started in, in New York, you know, they have a men's program, so they have the mats, they have the facilities. What's that looking like for you guys out in Buffalo? Yeah, I mean, so we're starting from from scratch. Um, there's no obviously no men's program to go off of. Um, and so it's a new challenge for me, I think, as well. Um, so just kind of making sure we're we're um we've got everything under control, everything planned out. Um for when we start in the fall. Yeah, I'm excited. That's uh, definitely, you know, the addition of women's wrestling programs across the state, you know, coming on, you know, just the recent of Utica. So, I mean, you know, Duville and Buffalo State kind of were back to back. So it's great. I love the love the fact that the sport's growing and it's heading in the right direction. Um, but I want to take this back to 2009 when you made a name for yourself in New York. Uh, 2009 at the New York State Tournament, you made a run to the finals. You finished second, becoming the first female to place at the New York State Tournament. You know, what do you remember about that run and, you know, what it meant for women's wrestling in New York? Uh, <laughs> um, well, I guess to start, I'm still disappointed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I think it, it's just kind of crazy to look back now at that and and see you know I mean it's still kind of taking a long time to get get women's wrestling going in New York um and I guess more than anything I'm just really excited for the young ladies in the sport right now because 
they have an opportunity to go and compete for, you know, a state title, hopefully here real soon. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just excited for, for what's ahead for, for these young ladies. I, uh, I just had Sam Recco on probably two hours ago, the new head coach at Brockport episode 70. Um, he was also in that bracket. He, he mentioned it. Uh, so he must've been a freshman that year. He was also in the bracket. He was down low. Um, but you know, looking back at that, that year, I, I remember, you know, pretty fresh, right. So in the semis, you beat, um, Nick Ty, which ended up being a three-time state champion himself or in the quarterfinals, excuse me, to, to make the semis. So that, you know, you, you placed at that point. Um, and then in the semis, you have a rematch with Tom page, you know, who you wrestled in the section six finals and who you lost to, you know, talk about, you know, obviously you, you said you, you, you're still a little disappointed, right? Jake got to, but uh, talk about the semis where, you know, you got that win to advance to the state finals, um, you know, avenging that loss from the section six tournament. Um, what, what were you feeling, I guess? Um, Cause obviously that's, that's big. And like we were saying, hopefully we have that opportunity where uh, girls are wrestling for state titles. You know, Matt, Matt number three is what a lot of people are coining it as, um, you obviously already have had the opportunity to wrestle on the big stage in Albany. So, um, you know, that moment when you won in the state semis uh, Saturday morning was, was pretty special, I imagine. Yeah, no, it definitely was. Um, obviously, Tom Page was a tough competitor. And like you said, I lost to him in sectionals and or the state qualifier. But I think I lost to him the weekend before, too. I know I at least lost to him like twice that year. And so, um you know, going into it, obviously that was like a, a big match and maybe having lost to him before I didn't have, have as much pressure and just, Hey, leave it all out there. Um, but yeah, no, I, man, it's crazy bringing me back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. I guess it's not something I like think about so, so much anymore. Um, like obviously that was a, a big part of, of my time in, in high school. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was just, you know, I was really fortunate though. I had, uh, very supportive coaches, um, a supportive team and, you know, they made me feel like I was just another one of the wrestlers. Um, and so I, I gotta give them a lot of credit for helping me get to where I got. And, uh, just, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Fredoni is a, a very strong program. Um, you know, and you, talking about kind of wrestling um, for Fredonia, you know, what age did you get into wrestling and how did you get introduced to it? <laughs> um, so I got into wrestling when I was in fifth grade. Um, my brother, actually, he's he was younger than me. Um, he came home with a flyer he's like, Dad, he's like, when I get signed up for wrestling. And so um, my dad brought him to practice and I didn't go the first time. And uh, so after my dad came home with my brother and my brother's all pumped up, uh, my dad's like, well, there were three other girls there. So you're not sitting on the couch. You're going to practice. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, at first I, I was like, I, I called my mom. I was like, mom, dad's making me go to wrestling. And she of course was not thrilled about that. And, uh, but it, it ended up being a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed it. I think initially, even as like a fifth grader, I was like, Oh, I don't, think girls are supposed to do this you know um I just had that that I don't know the idea um but you know after the first practice there were some other girls there and it, it was a lot of fun and so I wanted to go back 
looking back at that, like, I mean, doing the math, quick math in my head, that's like 2003, 2004 time, right? And 2004 mm-hmm. is the is when the Olympics, uh, you know, women's wrestling was introduced to the Olympics, um, you know. So growing up in that era, wrestling, starting to wrestle, you know, maybe not necessarily when you're in fifth or sixth grade, but, you know, when you're eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th grade, uh, you know, who are some of your role models that you could probably, you know, remember um, as far as females that wrestled at that time? Um, I think the biggest one was uh, Patricia Miranda. Mm-hmm. And uh, she went and medaled at the first Olympics. Obviously, Sarah McMahon was in there as well. Um, and so those were, I guess, the biggest ones um, at the time that I really like knew of um and I I remember going to a camp where Patricia and her husband um were there running the camp up in Lake Placid and I don't know I just thought that was it was so cool I mean (laughs) they didn't have as many opportunities or pathways to get there and somehow you know they she navigated all all the women and and made it to the highest level which I mean it's just that is it's crazy to me (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I remember both of those uh, wrestlers as well. And then, of course, leading into Clarissa Chun, you know. Um, yeah, so it's it's great to see the the growth that women's wrestling has. Um, but, you know, so wrestling has grown tremendously just in the last 13 years, like we said, 2009. You know, as someone who plays three years at Fargo, you know, you took third, you, you won it your junior um, year, and then your senior year, you took second. So you, you placed th- three different times. You know, what was the search like for choosing where you wanted to attend college? And, you know, why did you choose Northern Michigan? And then, of course, Brock University as well. Um, So there were just not many options at all uh, when I was, you know, looking for schools. Um, And I think there, I, I want to say there were like maybe 10. And to be honest with you, I just didn't know about them. Um, it wasn't like it is now where, you know, there's tons of programs, um, you got social media and, and it was just, it, it was different. Um, and so as my high school coach, Alex, he actually was kind of the one who was like, Hey, Northern Michigan, it's a really good spot. That was, a, um, an Olympic education center at the time and they had Greco for men and then they had women's freestyle. Um, and so that was kind of the place, the place to be. Um, I did not go on a visit, um, before getting there. And I, I kind of think about recruiting now and like, you know, you want to take visits and stuff. And it was just like, Nope, that's where I'm going. And, um, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but, uh, yeah, yeah. it's a, a good experience there. And, um, in the 2012, I believe that's, that's when they cut the program. Um, and I ended up transferring over to Brock University in Canada. Again, Alex um, was like, hey, there's a great, great program in Canada, um, just right across the border. And at that time, I'm going to be honest, I was like a little like, I don't know if I want to keep wrestling. I um, was like, I kind of just want to finish up school. And I ended up going on a visit. They were like an hour away and uh, really enjoyed the atmosphere, the camaraderie just everything it was it was a really great great place to be um and obviously transfer I spent a long time in college (laughs) um I just did not you know 
I didn't really have it together. Not like I had good grades and stuff, but I was just kind of all over the board. I'm like, oh, every decision I made was was based on wrestling. Um, and clearly, that you know, you're in school to get your degree. Just took me a little longer. <laughs> well, that's okay because uh, it's 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 quite the norm now with you know the COVID year. Everybody's spending six to seven or eight years in college, so <laughs> that's it's, true. It's not unnormal Thanks. or anything. No, that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so during your time as a competitor, though, you made, I believe you made the U.S. national team twice, right? 2011, I think, and 2014? Yes. So you must have spent some time at the Olympic Training Center. You know, how was your time out there? And, you know, of course, things have gotten even better for the, the women's scene, right? Where there's this the cadet teams, the junior teams, they're all training with the senior level teams now, and they're all making each other better. But looking back at, at those times, I mean, this was eight, nine years ago. Um, what are your thoughts and, um, your memories from training out in Colorado? Oh, I've actually, I got to spend quite a bit of time out there. Um, like I said, I was really fortunate. I feel like I fell into the right spot at the right time. Um, and I got to go out there quite a bit, even, um, as a cadet and junior, I got to go out there and train, um, and spend like a, a week, almost two weeks there at a time, um, and it was just, I mean, felt so like prestigious, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you had the opportunity to go and train with, with the best in the country um, and some of the best in the world. And um, yeah, it was just, it was really good experience. I took a lot from, from those experiences and those coaches there, other athletes. It was, uh, it was very fortunate. So I want to talk about, you know, what made you want to get into wrestling, but I also want to throw the names Greg Betts and Alex Conti. You've already mentioned Coach Alex a few times now, but, um, you know, what comes to your mind when I say Greg Betts and Alex Conti? And, you know, what did you take away from them as coaches? Um, you know, Like I said, I had very supportive coaches and teammates, and, I mean, they're, they're the reasons why any of this was possible. Um, and you know, it just made me feel like one of the wrestlers, um, pushed me super hard, made sure I, <laughs> um, you know, there was no like, oh, well, you're a girl, so you get out of anything. And, um, so it was, it was just good. I, I belonged. I had Alex, um, had coached with, uh, Vlad, I think in California. Um, and so Vlad, he's going to cough. He was, he was the national or the national team coach um, for a few years there um, when I was in high school and stuff. And so I think Alex had a lot of foresight um, and it's like, Hey, there's going to be tons of opportunities for you here. And, and he just really, you know, pushed me and, and helped me get there. Obviously what they did at uh, Fredonia and I know Conti has been on, some national team coach, coaching some national teams and world teams uh, for USA wrestling as well. So um, having them in your corner and to kind of lead you into that path of coaching um, makes sense. Right. So your coaching career has taken you to the university of Cumberland's in Kentucky, two seasons mm -hmm. at the university of Providence in Montana, most recently the head coach at Eastern Oregon university. Um, you know, over the years you've crowned many all Americans, um, you, you know, you having that vision as a head coach for women's wrestling, you know, you have that experience, you know, what's your aim of focus while building that the U of L program? Um, I think the, 
I, I can't, I am, I'm grateful for all of the experiences that I've, I've had. Um, I've gotten to go and coach at a lot of different places with a lot of different people. Um, and I guess done a lot of self-reflection. Um, and for me, the biggest thing is really like helping the sport grow for women's wrestling. Um, hoping to produce some really great leaders. Um, I think, you know, when I got started in coaching, um, it's silly, but I go back to it and I don't, I didn't feel like that was necessarily like the next step for me after I stopped competing. Um, I think again, I was like, well, you know, there's not very many women coaching and it was kind of an uncomfortable thing. I didn't really like see myself as like a head coach. Um, and you know, Donnie, called me up from Cumberland's and he, he's like, Hey, I need a, a grad assistant. And so I ended up going down there, um, and just had really good experience. Again, the support was huge, um, and helped me kind of get my foot in the door. Um, and so it kind of, after that, I was like, Oh no, I can, I can do this. And I just really want to give back to the sport, make it a positive experience for all these young ladies coming up, help them get a degree, um, do better in areas I did not do so well in. Um, and, and just really like add value to, to the women's wrestling culture. Yeah. Um, so a few years ago you were coaching at Montana, like I said, uh, the U university of Providence, um, you know, Montana had sanctioned women's wrestling at that time. Um, you know, and it, right now in New York where I still at the emerging sports status, but I feel like the, the colleges that are growing in New York, it's going to also help female wrestling in New York for high school. Right. I mean, some girls are going to look up and be like, all right, well, the, these girls are going on to wrestling college. Um, it, it might make them feel more comfortable joining the wrestling team um, at their local high schools. So, you know, looking back at it, having teams like Alfred State, Buffalo State, Elmira, Utica, and Duville adding wrestling helps. You know, do you feel that they help speed up the process of growth of women's wrestling in New York? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, that, like you said, it's huge. Um, even just uh, being like, hey, yeah, like we we can do this. We can go to college. We have lots of options. Um, and I think you know we're at emerging status um and you know even it's so silly but like giving the girls a sign-up sheet that says wrestling on it girls wrestling right that's huge I remember when I signed up for wrestling I'd have to go over to the boys side of the gym and and put my name under there and you know I, I just something as silly as like be, being able to see that there are opportunities for you is just going to entice more and more ladies to come out and join the sport and I think that once when they are able to feel comfortable, feel like they belong, it's, you know, I think it's going to blow up. It's going to be huge. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, I'm hoping the same thing can be said for, you know, women's wrestling in our area um, where I coach governor, we had a girl. Um, I actually, I was out there with her in Fargo. She placed fourth. Um, she's a, she's a 10th grader this year. She placed fourth in juniors. Um, so oh. she, having her on the wrestling team, she's obviously on the boys team, but she's going to be, I believe doing the, the girls wrestling this year, like there's several tournaments that we're going to, whether it's shakers or Tioga, or I know uh Canada has one as well, where she's going to be wrestling in the, the girls tournament. But 
She also last year as a ninth grader, she coached um, like there, I think there's like eight or nine peewee wrestlers that are, you know, that they look up to her and they're all female, the, the girl wrestlers in our youth program. Um, and they look up to her. So it's like, it's great that even at that age that there are, you know, people that can be looked up to by, you know, little wrestlers. So having that door open for them now to, to join the girls wrestling team um, is huge. Right. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully that grows as well, but talking about people that look up to, you know, when I look back at New York, um, you know, the pioneers of women's wrestling in New York, I think of Christy Davis, Tony Copeland, Sarah Anderson, Amy Whitbeck, Jenna Burkett, and yourself. You know, how does it feel looking back that, you know, you ladies kind of without knowing put, the, put that groundwork in that led to the growth of women's wrestling, which is now considered one of the fastest growing sports in the country. Yeah, no, I, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, it, I guess looking back, it's like, it was very, it was challenging. It wasn't, <laughs> it was really hard. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm really grateful that I was there when I was and, and had all those opportunities. And um, yeah, I guess that's pretty cool. <laughs> We, we talked a little bit um, a couple of minutes ago about, you know, having that uh, the nerve, I guess, or the confidence to get into coaching, you know, as a female wrestler um, to get into coaching college wrestling or even high school wrestling at that, you know, with women's wrestling programs growing in New York state, um, you know, even across the country at, at many levels, right. Whether it's the high school, I guess, or even you going on to college, like I said, there's, I think five programs now, um, what advice do you give to women who are getting into coaching wrestling? Um, you know, especially at the high school level, of course, there's plenty of men's coaches, but, um, you know, with the growth of women's, I mean, I think sometimes having a woman's coach makes the team gel and, and bond a little bit more. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit more, you know, they, they need those role models in uh, coaching figures, but some, sometimes, you know, there's not a lot of women's coaches um, across the state right now. Um, you know, that's a good question. Um, I think one of the things that I tell my wrestlers is that, you know, it's important to, to fail and kind of accept failure as part of your, your wrestling career. Um, obviously not in a way like, Oh, it's fine. Just, uh, you know, but, um, I think sometimes we hold back a lot because we don't, we don't want to try certain things or do certain things because there's fear of failure. Um, and I guess, you know, that's a big thing knowing like you could fail, right. I could fail here. Um, and just being willing, um, to go out there to, to make mistakes and to learn from those mistakes. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, you're always going to be making adjustments. It's I think in coaching. It's it, when I transitioned from being an athlete to a coach, I was like, Oh my goodness, my eyes were open to there's this whole new world. And I felt like I was starting from ground zero again. And, um, so it's super challenging. There's always going to be a new issue. I think that's kind of, you know, a cool part of it, I guess, right. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. Um, but you're just constantly learning and adjusting. And, um, I think, I think that's the biggest thing to know is that it's going to be challenging. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, you got to be in coaching for whatever the, the right reasons or you know I think that I have a lot that I can give back and and help make the sport better um and so 
yeah, just knowing why you're, why you want to coach and, and being willing to <laughs> make some mistakes and learn from them and, and just keep growing. I think, you know, as I feel like I get to grow every more as a person because of, I'm, I'm in coaching, um, you know? Yeah. Well said. Um, so earlier I talked to Sam Recco about the Rochester rivals, right? There's RIT Brockport and um, St. John Fisher that just added um, looking at Buffalo, of the schools in New York with women's wrestling, DeUville and Buffalo State, they're only three miles apart from each other. I just looked this up on Google Maps. I was kind of shocked, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you could jog to their <laughs> campus, I guess. Um, how is it exciting is it to be able to possibly grow an inner city rival against them? I, I mean, how cool is that? That yeah. it's it's crazy because, you know, some when I was out in Oregon or Montana, like we had to drive eight hours to, <laughs> to see our rivals. <clears throat> um, and so I think it's a really neat opportunity and, and I think it'll help us build that, you know, culture around wrestling, um, competitive and it'll be good for both programs. Yeah. Um, so looking at the, uh, and I told Sam this as well, like the, the branding, right. Social media, um, where can we find the Duville Saints women's wrestling on social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, um, I am actually working on our social media. Um, uh, honestly, I I know this is going to sound terrible. I hate social media. I know I have to do it. So I will be will be on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Shortly. <laughs> All right. Well, when when uh, that's posted, I'll uh, I'll be sure to share that as well. Carlene, is there anything else you'd like to add? No. Um. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm uh, looking forward to the rising success of the Duville Saints women's wrestling um, and women's wrestling in New York State for for that matter. I hope uh, plenty of people listen in on this episode and, you know, kind of have a better understanding of what it takes to to grow women's wrestling. And, you know, obviously the path that you went on um, in the last even 13 years from graduating high school to where you are now as a women's wrestling coach. So I think that's awesome. Thank you for joining us on episode 71 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm Dylan Morrison. Go Saints. Peace out.